Gossip Nista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it. XOXO, Gossip Nista. Welcome back to the Gossip Nista podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Monks. On today's show, I have a very special guest, Eric Adams, Brooklyn Borough President. And for those who may not know who Eric Adams is, let me say he has quite the New York story, and his name is going to be one to remember in New York City. At age 15, Eric Adams and his older brother were arrested and brutally beat by police in New York City. Instead of taking his hurt and anger into other forms, a few years later, Adams would join the NYPD, where he served for 22 years. During his term as a police officer, he co-founded 100 Blacks in Law Enforcement Who Care, an advocacy group for Black police officers who spoke out against police brutality. Adams left the NYPD as a captain and took a seat as a state senator in 2006, representing the 20th District of Brooklyn for four terms. In November of 2013, he was elected Brooklyn Borough President and is the first African-American to hold the position. In 2021, his term will end as Brooklyn Borough President, at which point you may just find Eric Adams being introduced as the new mayor of New York City. In my interview with Adams, we spoke about his upbringing, what he likes and dislikes about the city, what he sees as the future of New York, how running for mayor has been in his plans for a long time, and how we can be active participants in the revival of New York City. We also spoke about fun things to do in the city during this time and what he enjoys most. Here's my interview with Eric Adams. Welcome, Eric. How are you? Quite well. How are you doing? Great to be here. Thank you. No, I'm doing well, you know, just staying cool from this New York heat. (laughs) Where I like to start the podcast is by learning a bit more about our guests and their New York story. With that said, let's start with, are you originally a New Yorker, Eric? Yes, I am. I was born in Brooklyn. Uh, my mother eventually moved us, us to Queens. She was an amazing person. Uh, just to even think about uh, the possibility of leaving uh, Brownsville at the time and mm-hmm. to move to Queens, it was something that was unheard of for a lot of people who were just really caught in the poverty of Brooklyn. Okay. Originally from Brooklyn, Brownsville, but you grew up in Queens. Yes. I, I moved to Queens when I was uh, seven years old. And so what has your overall experience been like as a native New Yorker? The evolution, you know, from the early parts of my years, uh, New Mm -hmm. York was an extremely segregated place where Mm. different groups lived in different areas. And it wasn't until I went to high school that it was the first time I was around a large population of different ethnic groups. And Mm so and I think that's typical of many New Yorkers during the uh, 60s and 70s, uh, probably close to 80s. We changed that a little. Thank you for sharing that information. And 
So on that note, you grew up in Queens, came into a more diverse neighborhood. And overall, have you seen New York change a lot throughout the years? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, uh, so much so. The city has become extremely diverse, particularly if you look here in Brooklyn. 47% of Brooklynites speak a language other than English at home. This is okay. a place where diversity is, uh, is very important. New York as a whole is, is a diverse city and state. And what are some of your favorite neighborhoods in, in Brooklyn or other boroughs of New York, Eric, being a native? A few hidden treasures of mm -hmm. Red Hook, uh, Mastiff, going into uh, parts of uh, Harlem, Inwood, a uh, really neighborhood that one would call off the beaten path, uh, not the traditional uh, hot tourist locations, but there are a few hidden gems. Bensonhurst is another. Uh, if you go into uh, the parts uh, outside of Park Slope, there's a small uh, neighborhood uh, over in that area as well, Lafayette Gardens. There's a few little gems that many people are not aware of. Wow. Okay. So a lot of the places you are mentioning, are they neighborhoods in Brooklyn specifically? Yes. Uh, no, Inwood is actually in uh, Manhattan. Uh, we have, you know, other uh, locations throughout the, you know, Maspeth is in Queens, is right mm -hmm. outside the Brooklyn and Queens border. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's different locations. Okay, perfect. And, and some of those sounded familiar to me, but I just wanted to, you know, clarify that for the audience. The people who listen to this podcast come from all over and not necessarily are familiar with New York. So thanks for sharing those little pockets that people could explore. Thank you. What would you say you like most ab about New York, Eric, and dislike about New York? Uh, I love the people. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I like to say we have this New York fusion. You mm -hmm. can walk into an Italian restaurant, have a Russian cook make you a Mexican meal that he yeah. learned from his Polish wife. You know, uh, I mean the place <laughs> the place is New York fusion, right? Uh, and I just enjoy it so much. And if you open yourself up to it and leave your comfort zone and enjoy the beauty of healthy discomfort, you could really uh, grow in so many ways. And I think one thing that I dislike uh, about New York is that we're always on the go. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't take time to appreciate the moment mm -hmm. and everyone is in a rush. If we just uh, take that train ride instead of rushing to get to our destination, but just absorb the cultures, the sound, and even talk to people who are there. Right. Uh, it would be a different experience. Uh, so I think that if we slow down a moment, uh, we would really appreciate the city. Wow. Yes, that was beautifully said. I do love how you mentioned the fusion of, of you know, how diverse New York is. That that was wonderful. And slowing down, that that is almost a culture of New York to just go, go and go. So thank you for sharing that. In your opinion, Eric, what do you think the number one misconception of New York and New Yorkers is? That New Yorkers are cold and mean. Mm. I believe that when you come from a small town or from another country, uh, it is believed that, you know, everyone in New York, New York carries a gun and ready to rob you or beat you up. Uh, when in fact, you find some of the most benevolent and kind-hearted people, you hear the stories every day 
of someone going beyond uh, their place just to help another person, mm -hmm. uh, not only here in New York, but across the globe. I think that is one of the biggest misconceptions. Thank you for, for letting us know. Now, Eric, I'd like to transition into your role with New York City. You're currently the Brooklyn Borough President as of 2014 and in your second term now, which will end in 2021. Can you please tell us what your current role as Brooklyn Borough President entails and what your goal within it has been? Brooklyn Borough President is what other cities or municipalities will probably call a county executive. Mm, okay. Uh, New York City is divided into five counties, and each county has a county executive or Brooklyn borough or, or a borough president. Mm -hmm. uh, Manhattan has a Manhattan borough president, of course, the same with Staten Island and Queens. Mm -hmm. And our role is really uh, to represent the entire borough on several layers. Mm -hmm. One, land use. We have a role in how the borough is developed and built out, particularly when people want to build how higher, uh, naming of the streets, uh, mapping our streets. We play a significant role in that. Mm -hmm. We also have a role in how you deal with the city agencies. Mm -hmm. uh, remember, the cities are made up of an accumulation of many agencies. Mm -hmm. And if your agencies are not given the resources uh, to your constituents, then they're really failing your taxpayers. Mm -hmm. And so the job of the borough president is to be an interface between the constituents and the various agencies that provide a service uh, to the city. And we, we do so answering complaints, mm -hmm. making sure that city agencies are responding in an effective manner. Mm -hmm. uh, the third is to allocate capital. Mm. Uh, we look at different projects in the borough and we give capital to those projects to help build out. Like, for instance, uh, over my term, I put about $140 million wow. into our school system to help build out its technology. And I believe strongly in healthy eating. So I ha I've been allowed to assist in building hydro farm, hydroponic farms, vertical farms, mm -hmm. and things like that. And, and lastly, um, just responding to the... Uh, hundreds of thousands of calls from constituents, helping them navigate all the challenges you could ever imagine. Something as simple as, where do I go to get uh, a marriage license? Uh, to um, how do I uh, prevent from being evicted from my home? So there's a wide range of things that we do through our constituent assistance unit. You know, I follow you, Eric, on Instagram. And I see you're always out fundraising, you know, very active in the community for an important cause. And I read somewhere, even so, that you were out until 1 or 2 a.m. at some point observing the protests um, when, you know, everything was going on uh, more prevalent. How is it that you're able to keep up with your busy lifestyle? Is healthy living important to you? Yes, healthy living is extremely important. I remember when my son and I took a 21-day trip together after his graduation, and we were going from sunup to sundown, and he says, Dad, who's the 21-year-old, me or you? You never stop. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and he made the correlation between, as he watched me eat, he says, I noticed that you eat a lot of plant food and you don't eat anything that's unhealthy. And is that how you get your energy? Mm -hmm. And he was actually correct. 
Uh, I believe that your body needs fuel. People think that we eat just to satisfy our palates, but no, we eat uh, to give the, our body the fuel that it needs, just as a car needs fuel to drive, uh, our bodies need food to drive. And so the reason I think I'm able to um, get the mileage that I do is because I give my body the right fuel. Wow. Okay. And I had to ask that because, you know, you, you go and go and go. And, and like you said, the, the right fuel is important and no wonder I'm always tired. So I actually um, have read, you have a book coming out and it's called Healthy at Last. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Will that be based on your healthy eating and, you know, maybe some tips along those lines? Yes, the book is going to be based on healthy eating and really showing people how to make that transformation. Because we often, uh, we walk into our doctor's office or our dietitian, and they'll give us this vague, abstract method of really eating healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to show people how uh, common diseases, chronic diseases, is not the norm. It's not something that right. we should expect merely because we get older. Mm -hmm. uh, we we turn on those genes based on our lifestyle. Mm. And the book is really is going to show my journey, my mom's journey, and also the journey that other people can take and how to go about carrying out that journey. Fabulous. And that book is coming out in October of 2020. And Yes. And, you know, as a Veen Brooklyn Borough President and serving as an NYPD officer for over 20 years hasn't been enough of you giving to NYC. You have your book that's coming out in October of 2020, and you're running for mayor of New York City in 2021. Eric, can you please tell us what led to that exciting decision? It's so much, and we're still finalizing our thought process and putting all the pieces together, because as you can imagine, mm -hmm. uh, becoming the mayor of a city this vast is going to take so much a planning and operation, mm -hmm. but it really came from my days as a police officer. I was a former police officer. I did 22 years in the police department. Yeah. I retired as a captain. Yeah. And I saw from the police department how we were able to take a city that was considered to be one of the most dangerous cities in America and use a combination of technology, of vision, mm -hmm and really reform policing to make the city a safe place. Now, clearly, as we see with all of the marching and protests, there's many mm -hmm. things we must do with law enforcement in America. And I was an advocate as a, a, an officer on reform, mm -hmm. but we also saw right. that we can make the primary role of public safety become a possibility. And I saw through that, that every agency in the city can do the same thing. And I decided that long ago, over 20 years ago, to start mapping out a course towards uh, being a mayor, because the mayor's in control of all of our city agencies, and really transforming how do we use these agencies to improve the quality of life of New Yorkers. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with us, Eric. Now, you know, New York has been impacted more than ever, some may argue, with COVID-19 death tolls, protests, police defunding, and crime rate going up. And it's interesting, you know, you kind of almost answered my next question. You said you've been mapping it out for, 
20 years, there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done in 2021. What do you foresee as the future of New York City? We are, we are in a, an extremely challenging time. And I find that with challenge comes opportunity. Mm-hmm. And if we are candid and honest with ourselves, even pre-coronavirus, we were not running our city correctly. Mm-hmm. Our city and our cities across America, uh, they have failed uh, large proportions of people. And we've considered uh, that it was okay to run cities as permanent underclass. Mm-hmm. Now that we have to build ourselves out of coronavirus, post-coronavirus, mm-hmm. we have an opportunity to do it right. Uh, we can stop being in a conflict with each other. In our city, I believe, um, as I always point to, the multitude of agencies, uh, we have agencies that create problems and other agencies respond to the problems that are mm-hmm. created. And that is not a way to govern in the 21st century. And I want to start moving us in the right direction of how do we run this city the proper way? How do we manage our assets, have an equitable distribution of resources and in real time? We must run cities in real time. And that is my goal. Oh, wow. Okay. So in other words having a more direct uh, approach and, and answer than, than going through various other means. Yes. And, and it's, think about it for a moment. We have one agency called the Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. They spend millions of dollars fighting and educating children on childhood obesity, childhood diabetes, and childhood asthma. Yet the Department of Education feed our children 960,000 meals a day okay. that causes childhood obesity, childhood diabetes, childhood asthma. Mm. Those conflicts, it's one agency is pushing and another agency is pushing in the opposite direction. Okay. We can't continue to run our cities that way. And I want to turn that around agency by agency. I love that. Alignment. Alignment within agencies. Well, thank you for, for sharing precisely what it is you see the future of New York and looking forward to your candidacy. In the last segment, I'd like to ask your advice and tips for New Yorkers and visitors on a few topics. The first question is, New York is losing nearly $45 billion in funding from tourists visiting right now. Broadway has gone dark. Liberty Island is empty. Offices in Midtown are ghost town. The MTA ridership is low. What can one do to help the city and to be an active participant in revival while staying healthy, in your opinion, Eric? There's so many things that we must do. And number one, at the the heart of it, is that we have to build back the confidence of New Yorkers that they can be safe, and healthy. Uh, People are concerned about, as they move around the city, using our transportation system, our infrastructure, dining inside, going to places where large number of people are located. How can we do so in a safe manner? Uh, It would be be wonderful if we're able to get a a vaccine, uh, but Mm -hmm. right now we don't have that. And so in the meantime, we need to create a method of ensuring that people are going to feel safe and revisit um, some of our important tourist locations. Tourism is a major economic 
a driver for our city. Yes, it is. And I like what you pointed out in, in the way of moving forward and kind of continuing along those lines, Eric. A lot of New Yorkers have actually fled the city to more open spaces, some of them never to return. Do you recommend people who have always dreamt about moving to New York City to still make a move here? Is New York safe? Yes, it is. And, you know, safety is both actual and perceived. Mm -hmm. And when we look at the number of particularly shootings that we're witnessing in the city, right? It, it, many of those shootings are localized in certain areas, and we need to do everything possible to address those shootings. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, this is still an extremely safe city. Mm -hmm. And because of the perception of reading about the various uh, shootings and incidents and crimes in a big city, a city of over 8 million people, it can sometimes play on your perception that are you, are you safe. And mm -hmm. so we must address that perception and allow people to feel safe for their children and their families. And that is our goal and what we want to accomplish. And so what advice would you directly give to someone who is new to New York City? To come in and enjoy the city. Uh, be smart, be wise, be alert as you move around. Oftentimes, we are disconnected from our presence and what we're doing. You know, you look around the city, many people have headphones on. Uh, we have other devices that distract us. I say the best way to, uh, to enjoy the city in a safe way is to be present in the moment and not distracted mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh, there are many places you could travel to and experience and do your research beforehand. Learn about communities and neighborhoods. Uh, the police department lists uh, areas where there's high crime so that you could be in a safe place. Um, be with crowds, move around uh, the city in, in a very uh, smart way, and you will have a wonderful experience. Great. Thank you. And a little off topic here. What is it, What are some fun things you do in the city when you have any time to do anything? Oh, I love I love bike riding a lot. Mm. I think that's one of the best ways to see the city. I also enjoy okay. our endless waterfront. And mm. we have been extremely fortunate where we have a great deal of walking or biking trails. Uh, that can lead from one end of the city to the next. A beautiful day of walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, going into mm -hmm. Lower Manhattan. You can walk up uh, the West Side Highway and all the way into Harlem. Uh, so we we have great activities that I believe one of the best cities for experiences that are free. And yeah. I enjoy taking advantage of all of them or taking a train ride to a different neighborhood. One of my best pastimes uh, is to just take the train ride and just get off at different stops and look at the communities and walk through the communities and see uh, what neighborhoods are in the various communities. But enjoying people, I'm a people watcher, and it's a wonderful experience. And that is the best place to be people watching, New York City. You mentioned a lot of things that are great to try. And then there's also the ferry, right? Uh, the, what you mentioned, waterfront. 
I just want to get out now that you've mentioned all these things. And people, <laughs> and people should, right? I mean, the city is in phase four. We are, are nearly fully open. And and there's a lot of landmarks of New York City that are open and available for people to see from the Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island has opened. Uh, I think the top of the empire is open. Have, have you been to these attractions, Eric? Yes, I have. And I enjoyed them. And I don't think people realize how many attractions we have. Uh, everything from the Empire State Building observation decks to the Statue of Liberty. If you want to get a good workout, try climbing the stairs when they open again. Uh, even Governor's Island. Do you know on Governor's Island, uh, you could camp out overnight? It's a, it's a great experience looking at the city, living in small uh, luxury camps. And so there's so many wonderful experiences in the city. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And Governor's Island, def- it's, I think it's like almost outdoor camping, glamping, something along those lines. And that is open as well. So, Eric, thank you for sharing you know, your tips and advice on what to do, how to move forward in, in, in New York City. You know, I, I, I want to ask again, because I, I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Is there any topics, issues, advice you'd like to address that I may have not touched upon? I think you covered it all. Uh, I, there's a wonderful experience that, that we are doing now called, called uh, Breaking Bread, Building Bonds. Mm. And it is 100 dinners all over the city. Mm-hmm. 10 people at each dinner. Oh, wow. All of them come from different ethnic groups and backgrounds. No two people know each other. And mm-hmm. they are sharing a meal and sharing their culture. And it has been a wonderful experience as we watch people uh, leave the comfort zone of their normal lives and interact with other people and just grow. And I encourage people to go out and make new friends. Uh, meet new people, try different foods, listen to different music, and just enjoy the beauty of immersing yourself in the culture of this great city. Yes, very much so. And lastly, Eric, you know, you mentioned um, where people are attending 10 people for dinner. Where can people um, follow you on social media, learn more about this dinner, uh, learn more about where to connect with you and support you? Uh, they can go to Eric Adams 2021, Eric Adams 2021. And they can learn information in regards to, to how to connect and support you? Yes, they can. Perfect. Well, Eric, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. We look forward to following your journey of running for mayor. Thank you for your time. Be well and stay safe. Okay. Take care. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to Gossip Mista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode? Follow along on Instagram at Gossip Mista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live and breathe New York City like I do and want even more, go to our website at GossipNista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at gossipnista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossipnista.